Hi, everybody, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen in on our Hilco Global Smarter Perspective podcasts. As return listeners know by now, I'm your host, Steve Katz. And if this is your first time with us, well, then welcome. We are glad that you could tune in. Today, Kevin Duffy, who's Senior Director at Hilco Valuations, is going to join us, and he'll provide us with an update about sustainability efforts in the chemicals market. So, Kevin, welcome back to the podcast. I know I'm anxious to hear what's been going on from a sustainability perspective. Seems like we just continue to hear a lot of discussion around single-use containers and how to solve for that issue, but I know there's a lot more to it, so I'm going to let you take us through that topic today. With that said, uh, why don't you let me know where you think we should start? What's what's a what's a good way to kind of kick it off on this bigger than life topic? Sure, Steve. Happy to. First of all, great to be here again. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah. I think you hit on the natural starting point for our discussion today, and that is, are plastics and chemicals the problem or the solution? Let's face it. Plastics are really integrated into the daily lives of people around the world, and the slow nature of how plastics degrade over time has resulted in plastics filling our landfills and polluting our waters. According to the Plastics Pollution Collation, the fact that approximately 40% of plastic items in use today, such as plastic shopping bags, are intended for single-use purposes is a big part of the problem. Plastic particles are showing up more and more in the world's food stream. The good news is that institutions around the world are working on innovative solutions, including new polymer designs and upcycling processes. Yeah, and I've I've been reading about that, um, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. Uh, so clearly the issue goes beyond just the single-use plastics, right? What, what else in the industry is causing problems and what's the industry focused on improving right now. And along with that, I think the the remaining question would be what makes what they're trying to tackle such a challenge. You're right about that. So for example, there's the question of how best to tackle the challenge of recycling complex materials found in products such as tires and mattresses. That is one of the issues that remains to be solved. And as a result, millions of pounds of these and other such items continue to build up in trash dumps and landfills worldwide. The majority of plastics produced are created through a process involving extraction of raw materials such as crude oil, natural gas, and coal. These undergo a refining process which transforms them into ethane and propane. When these are treated with heat, they transform ethylene into ethylene and propylene which in various combinations create different types of polymers. A lot of the focus right now in industry is exploring methodologies for altering the chemistry behind some of the complex materials found in the products that are creating landfill issues. If successful solutions are found that would make these items recyclable in the future, there's a research group called Torkelson, for example, which has found several ways to create a new material type called dynamic covalent crosslinks, which would be recyclable. One such method used for this activates the covalent crosslinks found within polyurethane foams to break and reform rapidly during the process of recycling, enabling polymers to be melted and then reshaped into new types of products. And I'm sure that's just one of dozens of approaches that are being explored, but clearly something like that 
would go a long way towards solving the problem. And, you know, I pulled a statistic uh, when I was preparing for our talk today, and I saw between 2019 and 2020, there were actually an overall decrease in plastics recovered for recycling in the U.S. Yes, a decrease, which really surprised me. Um, and it said that during that period, plastics recovered for recycling dropped by 5.7%, which equates to some 290 million pounds, I think, of material that's been left in landfills. So that's pretty disturbing, don't you think? Uh, yeah, it really is. Here's another statistic for you. Of the 40 million tons of plastic waste generated in the U.S. in 2021, only 5 to 6%, or about 2 million tons, was actually recycled. Wow. That's why funding and exploration into upcycling solutions is so critical right now. At Northwestern University, as another example, there is a team working on a technique to enhance the effects of an enzyme that breaks down the plastics used to make soda bottles and inexpensive clothing, commercially called PET, into its fundamental parts. With more and more top universities and large corporate R&D departments actively Investing in developing solutions like this and governments around the world more actively enacting and enforcing sustainability policies, the hope is that the plastics really can be the solution and not the problem at some point in the not too distant future. So it's interesting. So do you think things are headed down the right path right now? I mean, there's a lot of ways that things could flow, but based on what you're seeing, is this the, the right approach? It's hard to say what the right path is, and I'm not a scientist, but what I I will say is that clearly the steps need to be taken, and we have some very smart and invested people and institutions around the country and the world, for that matter, working on it. Progress is definitely being made. So while there's still a very long way to go, we know that plastics pollution has the potential to be effectively addressed once we can master how to make plastics themselves a sustainable part of the materials mix. And that's what these many different ongoing and innovative efforts are focusing on accomplishing. Of course, we have to keep in mind that many factors, including governmental policies, consumer education, feedstock availability, market acceptance of new technologies and materials, and the speed of investment will all contribute to how long it takes to truly reach a sustainable future. So I'm wondering, I know you work with a lot of different uh, companies in the space. Um, would you be able to give us any specific examples of those that you work with um, or that you're aware of that are you know, making some pretty significant progress in this area? Sure. I've personally come across some great examples of sustainability. Companies we've worked with, including Delta Plastics and Creighton Polymers, among others, are making great strides and should be applauded for their efforts. Delta Plastics has a closed-loop production and recycling process. They manufacture polytube, a plastic tube utilized for irrigation in a variety of farming applications, including rice farming. The company collects and recycles the polytube and other plastics and then makes recycled resin that is primarily consumed to produce more polytube and then bags and liners. Creighton Polymer, the other example, uses, utilizes a pine waste product from a paper manufacturing process as their primary raw material for their pine products business. In their polymer business, they produce highly recyclable 
product solutions, as well as Circular, which is a product that utilizes an innovative upcycling manufacturing process. Still, not all companies and efforts are proving successful. Multiple recycled PET manufacturers have been forced to sell or are now closed as a result of tight spreads between the cost of raw materials and the market value of recycled PET. The resulting thin margins amplified already difficult and costly manufacturing challenges, such as inconsistent feedstock quality and supply, a significant amount of manual labor, especially around the removal of contaminants, and finished product inconsistency. And admittedly, there are a lot of different lenses to which to view the level of progress that has been achieved in meeting plastic recycling sustainability goals. Some critics like Greenpeace pull no punches in their assessment, suggesting that efforts is still in its infancy after three decades. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of those comments um, and they were, you know, they were pretty um, they were pretty to the point. So I guess, you know, you brought up this idea of, you know, looking through the efforts from different lenses and you presented, I think, a a pretty well-balanced set of facts in this discussion today. But to close this out, I guess I'd love to know where you come out on the topic based on looking through the lens of an asset valuation professional in the chemicals industry. Great. Yes. Through that lens, I see challenges that clearly persist today and will continue for some time. But on the flip side, the diligence and valuations we're performing as part of our work for chemicals and plastics manufacturers, as well as those seeking to make investments and acquisitions in the space, strongly suggest that efforts are proceeding along the right path. It may take a while, but I think there's good reason to believe that the ultimate payoff will be much will be a much broader level of sustainability that benefits both the planet and all of us. Well, let's certainly hope so. <laughs> Listen, thanks so much uh, for joining us today. Unfortunately, we uh, have hit our time limit. So uh, I'm looking forward to your next update. Uh, how can listeners reach you if they have a follow-up question or want to contact uh, you regarding issues in their own business? Sure. And I look forward to the uh, next podcast as well. Um, either phone or email is fine. My phone number is 847-849-2989. And my email address is kduffy at hilcoglobal.com. That's K-D-U-F-F-Y at Hilco Global, H-I-L-C-O. G-L-O-B-A-L dot com. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again, Kevin. And uh, we look forward to having you back on, as I said. And listeners, I really do encourage you to reach out to Kevin um, if your business or business in your portfolio is involved in the chemicals or plastic industry and facing issues right now in this ongoing march towards sustainability uh, while maintaining profitability, which is a tough balance. He's a great resource. Uh, and his team uh, at Hillco has a wealth of experience and in industry data um, that can really be very helpful. 
So feel free to reach out. And as always, we hope that this Smarter Perspective podcast provided you with at least one key takeaway that you can put to good use in your business or share with a colleague or client to help make them that much more successful moving forward. And one final thing, please remember that you can check out more great podcasts and articles featuring timely insights from Hilco experts at hilcoglobal.com forward slash smarter dash perspectives. So until next time for Hilco Global, I'm Steve Katz. Thank you.